0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Julian, together with Joyce and and We're looking at some of the biggest news of the day. The 1MDP saga continues as Najib uh, Razak's SRC trial is set to kick off on Tuesday at the KL High Court. To recap, uh, Prime Minister, ex-Prime Minister Najib, rather, has been charged on three counts of CBT involving twenty seven million ringgit one count of abuse of power at the KL Session Court for the transfer of forty-two million ringgit from the SRC International
0: to his personal account. Yeah, so Najib pleaded not guilty to all these charges. Now, sources told Banama that the prosecution is ready with nine witnesses to testify on the first day of the trial, and amongst them are government officers. Um, the sources added that whether the trial will proceed as planned on Tuesday would depend on Najib's appeal to stay uh, stay the trial.
2: Yeah, so the state application is scheduled to be heard this afternoon at the Courts of Appeal. So uh, stay tuned for that. I think we'll definitely be covering the news for you. We, our, our colleague is there on the ground and we'll be covering this news for you. So stay tuned to BFM for this uh, latest news on this.
1: Okay, in uh, another matter, Finance Minister Lim Guan-in stated that taxpayers do not Uh, who do not have a foreign bank account need not worry about the email from the Inland Revenue Board about the special disclosure program.
0: Uh, What is this all about? So uh, the special disclosure program is targeted at those who have not declared their taxable income uh, generated from sources within Malaysia that is deposited in a foreign bank account. Now, the government has agreed to reduce the penalty from 300% to 10% if disclosure is made before 31st of March 2019.
2: Yeah, so you have about, uh, about over a month to go before the deadline, end of March, before only, you get the, the only, super good discount. Right. Uh? Only super if you good have discount. foreign bank accounts. Oh no, no, it's just special disclosure program is for all taxpayers to come forward to declare undisclosed income that you've never declared before. Come forward, you have that until end of March and you'll get a great discount. If not, then you'll have until uh, 30th of June, 2019. But this story here that broke over the weekend was that there's this news of coming out of the foreign bank accounts, there's this government, I mean our government have come out to say that those who have foreign bank accounts, they're also going to come after you. If you do not declare income source from Malaysia and you've moved it out to foreign banks, don't think that the government cannot track because (laughs) they have big data and they can. And I think a lot of countries are also sharing data.
1: Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. there is a global concerted move to declare income uh, under uh, such a program where you've got to state your tax number so that uh, if you have a foreign bank, that foreign bank would also know what your uh, tax account is in Malaysia and uh, can report, uh, they can share information, governments can share information. Because I I think that right now, um, it's all about money laundering and it's all about the prevention of um, transference of illicit money all Mm -hmm. around the world, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, every individual would then have to. To register themselves uh, uh, as part of the banking uh, KYC as well.
2: Yeah, so this uh, discount, right? The penalty is actually three hundred percent. So that's going to be reduced to ten percent if disclosures are made before March thirty first this year. And that's going to, re- and then that uh, penalty will be fifteen uh, percent if the disclosure is made on or. Before 30th June, after that is 300%. Yeah,
0: and the uh, inland revenue, I think they've come, uh, they've come up with really effective policies. I think uh, last year they've rec- they've managed to collect a, I think a record uh, high uh, collect uh, tax collection uh, as a result of some of the, you know, uh, some of the amnesty that they've introduced um, over the past few, yeah, over yeah, the past I, few months.
1: I'm also wondering uh, what kind of incomes uh, can be taxed over here, because largely, if um, unless I, I, I mean. I'm not in the know because I don't have a Panama bank account or anything like that. Right. But uh, I mean, largely these uh, kinds of income would be from, uh, profits of uh, your investments, interest, income, possibly. Malaysia currently does not have uh, you know, capital gains taxes mm-hmm. and neither do a, a lot of countries in Asia. Uh, but if you are making huge amounts of profits from other sources, then obviously the government is interested to know yeah. what you have. If
2: you're sourcing income from Malaysia, but you've moved it out of Malaysia and you have a foreign bank account, I think what you're saying is that um, yeah, they, they have information on that. So don't think they don't have because it's not an account in Malaysia.
1: Let's look Look at some business news and this one I think caught our eyes. Uh, Norway's 1 trillion US dollar wealth fund is said to be scaling back on their real estate deals.
0: Yes, uh, instead the fund will be focusing on investing listed real estate companies. This uh, move is an abrupt shift for the fund which was created from Norway's oil income to safeguard wealth for the generations to come in Norway.
2: Yeah, and this plan was uh, backed by the finance ministry uh, and um, what they're saying is that I think in an email comment from, the, from Norway's finance minister uh, she said that she was pleased that the bank continually evaluates how the the fund invests.
1: So they started uh, pushing into the real estate market back in 2011 uh, and uh, right now they want to focus on reducing costs and forcing it to rethink of its approach and going through direct deals. Also, they are struggling to find a property at good prices after mm. the near record uh, rises in properties uh, in the market across the world.
0: Yeah, the fund has also been kept out of the private equity market because of a similar concerns over cost and complexity of managing. Unlisted investment. Now, the fund's real estate uh, ownership uh, has no plans to offload properties, but their withdrawal will be uh, felt in the real estate market. Yes,
2: yeah, so according to Bloomberg, the fund has no plans to offload this, these properties that they hold. Uh, but the loss, uh, looking at all this, the, I guess the past decade, Norway's wealth fund bought up to, what, $25 billion worth of properties in major global cities. I think they have real estate on Times Square, uh, also London's Regent Street, and you also have some other key addresses on their on their list so yeah definitely have quite a big portfolio there when it comes to properties
1: yeah you see how they are trying to focus on cost cost reduction I guess uh, that adds a lot more to returns over the very long term since Mm. there's a sovereign wealth fund is a very long-term fund but 25 billion US dollars that's nothing that's a drop just just a little (laughs) drop in the whole 1 trillion Mm. fund across the world right Um, and interestingly the property investments have yielded about 6% return a year Uh, Uh, ...since they started investing it. So that's not too bad. Six percent property returns a year in US dollar is um, decent, I would say.
0: Yeah, and um, the investors, they've struggled to expand its portfolio uh, to reach its intended size recently boosted the portion of shares it holds to 70% adding risk to boost uh, returns for the Norwegian generations to come. In an interview with Bloomberg Market Magazine, uh, the fund CEO said that it was hardly invested in any real estate net to net over the past two years. A property investment have had an average return of, yeah, as you said, 6% since the start. Now,
1: speaking of real estate matters, the Edge Financial Daily also has a story on the newly gazetted KL City plan uh, in 2020.
2: Yeah, so under the Property profile- Projects which uh, were previously granted approval in principle with a higher plot ratio than what is permitted in the new plan, they are required to seek fresh approvals from DBKL. So this means developers will either have to scale down their projects or they have to resubmit their plans to seek approval for the higher plot ratio.
1: And also uh, on uh, still on property-related matters tomorrow, Lendlease Group will be sharing more information on their project at the Tun Razak Exchange. Uh, this is a mixed integrated development as a 60-40 JV between Lendlease and TRX City. And TRX, of course, a very controversial company that was previously under the 1MDB. Now, okay, we are coming up to the 9am news. And after that, uh, we'll bring you news from Bruce Malaysia. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.